This program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website, cityofmidlandmi.gov slash MCTV. We hope you enjoy the following presentation. My name is Pam Hall and this is Earth News. Today's guest is Terry Miller from the Lone Tree Council. Terry Miller is a native of Bay County. He taught at Saginaw City Public Schools for 30 years and has been an adjunct professor of history at Delta College for the past 20 years. He served two terms as a monitor township trustee and on its planning commission and zoning board of appeals. In 1978, he and five other residents of Bay City founded the Lone Tree Council, a nonprofit environmental group that was formed to oppose the Midland Nuclear Power Plant. With the power plant's cancellation, the group continued to promote cleanup of watershed contamination, defend both coastal and inland wetlands, and most recently educate on global climate change. Lone Tree Council's Freedom of Information Act, or FOIA, request to the Michigan Department of Environmental Quality, MDEQ, first publicized the extent of dioxin contamination in the Titabawassee River and floodplain. And today he serves on the leadership team of the Community Advisory Group, CAG, that oversees the Dow U.S. EPA state cleanup. He is also on the board of directors of BaySale, Inc., a Bay City-based nonprofit that conducts environmental education on its two schooners. So welcome, Terry. Well, Pam, thank you for having me. And you are a professor of history. I am. Is that environmental history? I wish it was, Pam. Uh, I teach survey classes in both early Western civilization and U.S. history. But the early Western civilization allows me to talk about big history, and I have come to appreciate the role of climate in history, also environment in history. And I always introduce uh, books to my classes, recommendations, um, and a bibliography, and I usually bring them in, and I'm afraid I'm going to do the same with you. That is uh, fine, Terry. I am going to be introducing books. books as often as I can. And the book that, uh, I recommend to my students is called Collapse by a UCLA, UCLA professor of geography by the name of Jared Diamond. He's more famous for his germs, guns, and steel, but mm -hmm. Collapse is subtitled How Societies Choose to Fail or Succeed. 
And it's all about the mistakes societies make. And uh, it's a reinforcement that societies have failed in the past. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to see our society or affect our globe fail. Mm -hmm. And it's on the verge. Yeah. So it's scary. It is. What is the Lone Tree Council? Good question, Pam. The Lone Tree Council started amazingly 42 years ago. Uh, it intended to be a grassroots organization, in fact, has been a grassroots organization. It has no paid staff. It has no office. Uh, I get out, we get out a newsletter on a monthly basis. This is January's, mm -hmm. and uh, it tries to sum up some of the concerns that we have and also uh, let members know what other orga what organizations are meeting. Um, and it is, uh, well, as I said, it's been functioning for 42 years. Uh, what we've often done is address hot button local issues when they come up. I kind of see us as a natural guard, not a national guard, but right. a natural guard yes. to respond to things. Mm -hmm. For instance, when Consumers Energy decided they wanted to build a clean coal plant, which mm -hmm. is an oxymoron, there are no clean coal plants, mm -hmm. uh, we teamed up with the Sierra Club, and after a very vigorous uh, fight, uh, they decided to back out of that. Mm -hmm. uh, we've also teamed up in the past with Public Interest Research Group in Michigan, Purgem, uh, to sue Dow Chemical Company for violating their clean national or federal clean water permit. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was also very successful. So uh, we just stick around. Well, thank God you're here. <laughs> well, thank you. So let's talk about climate change. Can you tell our audience briefly what it is? Okay, I suspect your audience knows what it is. Uh, actually, it's a very good, has been a very good thing for literally millennia uh, because it, it's that, that uh, Cinderella aspect, that, that just perfect combination of water vapor, carbon dioxide, um, some methane that has allowed a temperate environment for the human species for a long, long time. Uh, for most of our history, the uh, amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere has been about 275 to 280. Um, however, in the 1700s, with the rise of the industrial movement, the steam engine, the steam drill, all those things powered by coal, and then oil, and then the discovery of the turbine and electrification. And now you have a whole industry mining coal and oil, and you could not have picked a worst fuel. Mm -hmm. uh, coal is one of the dirtiest, absolutely dirtiest uh, fuels imaginable. Um, there is a very recent book out okay. called The Uninhabitable Earth by David Wallace Wells. Mm. And if you want to be depressed, right. <laughs> and I'm sure you don't want to be depressed, well, I've read but, <laughs> but, it's, but it's very informative. And he makes the, one of the points that stuck with me mm -hmm. was that uh, any death is unfortunate. But he, he says, and he's basing it on evidence, that globally 10,000 people a year 
die prematurely because of the particulate that has been released by coal, the burning of coal. coal. And uh, we know that all the inland Great Lakes, all the inland, are contaminated with mercury. Yeah. Uh, and we uh, also know that the residue of burning coal is ash. It's full of arsenic, it's full of uh, radioact uh, radioactive materials. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a toxic grab bag. And we've got 400 acres right next to Saginaw Bay in Bay City at the Karnwedok facility mm -hmm. where it's been stored. So uh, in addition to all those wonderful things, it releases carbon dioxide. Mm -hmm. And then we get to the hockey stick as the industrial age continued into the 1800s and 1900s and 20th century and now 21st century, uh, the earth has struggled to contain these CO2, the CO2, these carbon dioxide gases, mm -hmm. uh, which essentially hold the sun's heat close to the earth. And now we're up to 412 parts per million of yeah. carbon dioxide and the oceans are getting exhausted. Mm -hmm. The forested areas, which can absorb some of these things, some of, this, uh, some of these gases, uh, we're experiencing deforestation. We're seeing the burning of the Amazon. Right. So uh, we are getting very warm, mm -hmm. and we're seeing the consequences of that. And also Australia burning. And yes. And there's been some false uh, news out there about that um, being uh, started by uh, vandals, and that's just not the case. Yeah, there's no question that uh, the fires in California and mm -hmm. the fires in uh, Australia have been exacerbated mm -hmm. by global warming. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, you and your organization began by opposing a nuclear plant in Midland and on swampland, no less. <laughs> but some climate scientists, such as Retired NASA scientists James Hansen are calling for more nuclear plants because they don't create climate gases such as carbon dioxide. Have you and your group changed your opposition to nucle nuclear power? Good question, Pam. Have we changed our opposition to nuclear power? Uh, no. Uh, I should say maybe. Uh, and the way, the reason I say that is uh, nuclear power is a very unforgiving technology. Yeah. I mean, if anybody has HBO, they've mm -hmm. seen the China series Sydney. on Chernobyl. Right. Uh, we know what happened in Fukushima, Japan, right. uh, because it was built where it was. Um, we have our own Three Mile Island. There is the potential for catastrophic accident, but also, and perhaps even more seriously, nuclear power creates the worst waste that any industry has ever produced. Right. And where do you it put goes it? on and on. Yeah. Yes, we have China Syndrome, the movie yes, China Syndrome. We have yeah. no national repository. Right. Um, <clears throat> in fact, that is a hot button issue in mm -hmm. Michigan right now because Canada yeah. is attempting to cite a nuclear repository yeah. uh, about a little uh, more than a mile from the shores of Lake Huron. Yeah. And it is being fought by um, both of our, our right. senators and uh, thumb representatives mm -hmm. are absolutely opposed to that, right. and rightly so. Mm -hmm. uh, 
one of the reasons we fought the Midland nuclear plant was it was built in a swamp. It was, as you right. said, it was right. built in a floodplain. <laughs> it was sinking. Right. It's and yet, one of the things and one of the reasons that dealing with climate change is so difficult mm -hmm. is that you've got so much money mm -hmm. and political clout mm -hmm. behind uh, some of these industries mm -hmm. that are so pernicious. Right. And Consumers was able to actually freeze the ground underneath that site and continue to try to build it. Now, mm -hmm. the only the only balance to that is the government. Mm -hmm. But even the government sometimes is helpless depending upon who's in, in power. Right. I'll never forget a, a nuclear regulatory official, mm -hmm. an inspector mm -hmm. who was responsible for uh, preserving our lives, mm -hmm. said that this was a... Uh, uh, a pile of rubble held together with reinforcing rods, and yet That's they scary. were continued. They continued to build that. I hear you. Um, but fortunately, the large consumers recognized that it was going to be extremely mm -hmm. expensive. Uh, to pay for the electricity that was being generated from and that. And that's so, the only, the bottom line is, is money, and that's the only reason. Y that's, that's the way, the reason sad. it continued. We very fought sad. that for six years. Mm -hmm. Now, we have no national um, repository. So mm -hmm. as a consequence, we have, uh, and this was recently in the D, uh, Detroit Free Press, mm -hmm. um, we have 60,000 tons of radioactive material sited on four of the Great Lakes, yeah. some right near the shore. And it's just sitting there yeah. waiting for whatever. And we have some 48, cancer too, that's yes, 48 million people drink the water from the Great Lakes. So uh, this is a very dangerous te Start technology. Going in the dark here. Yeah. Now, now I qualified my opposition mm -hmm. because I've just learned lately that Bill Gates and his engineering team mm -hmm. are working on technology that would actually use this stored waste. To produce electricity, and that's why you said maybe. I think I read something maybe. about that. Yeah, there was mm -hmm. actually a PBS uh, yeah, program yeah. on that, mm -hmm. and if that in fact matured mm -hmm. and came to fruition, that could be a win-win. Yeah. Get this stuff off the shores mm -hmm. of the Great Lakes right. and put it to use, mm -hmm. and it doesn't produce carbon dioxide. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would not be supportive of mining uranium and creating new nuclear plants. Right. But if this waste could properly be used, mm -hmm. it's ideal. Right. It's perfect. Right. Yes. Okay. So how worried are you about climate change and not the historical kind that's good for humanity, yeah, but the kind that right. we're seeing right now? I've read that many people have become very anxious about the future, even depressed. Has the issue been overhyped by the media? That is a, also a good question, and uh, no, I do not think it is has been overhyped. Uh, it is uh, it's clearly of concern, and we've already talked about it. We're seeing the melting of the poles. We're seeing rising waters. We're seeing extreme hurricanes flooding our coastal cities. Prediction is many of those coastal cities will be underwater. We're seeing extreme drought and extreme precipitation in many locations on the globe. 
and we've already talked about it, but the fires in California, the fires in Australia are certainly, have been certainly exacerbated by the dry weather as a result of warming. Mm -hmm. We're also seeing unbelievable warming of the oceans. Um, and we're doing very little about it. Uh, we have elected, unfortunately, demagogic leaders around the world, including in this country, um, that are owned by the fossil fuel industry, um, that deny the science. And uh, the reality is the last five years have been the hottest in human history. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is getting very serious. I just, I just read that um, that the last decade, the last 10 years, in the last 10 years, we have pumped more carbon dioxide into the atmosphere than all of human history up to John Kennedy's presidency. Mm -hmm. That is a lot of carbon dioxide. It is. And if the poles start melting, the Arctic Circle starts melting, there is a lot of contained methane that will be released. Mm -hmm. And that could be dire. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be very, very concerning. It is very, very concerning. We're seeing the results of it. Now, I, I, the question was, is it a generational? Um, that's the next question, but I actually did think of a couple that I was gonna ask you before I get to that. Oh, if that's okay. okay. One okay. is, what do you think of uh, cloud seeding? Uh, I think there's some real dangers to right. it. I think mm -hmm. there's some real dangers. We we don't know. Uh, we we just modeled it, uh, and I'm not sure if the science is there yet. Mm -hmm. There's there's little question, and I may be getting a little ahead of myself, but clearly one of the things we have to do is keep gas and oil and coal in the ground. Right. We cannot continue to burn it. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, we're experiencing the carbon dioxide from 20, 20 to 30 years ago. Right. We haven't experienced the heavy input that we're experiencing now. Mm -hmm. That'll be in the future. So one of the things we're going to have to do is extract CO2 from the atmosphere. It's not going to be good enough to stop it. Right. We're going to have to reforest areas mm -hmm. because the best yeah. way is to uh, reforest areas yeah. that have been deforested. Right. Um, and we're probably going to have to find some technological uh, solutions that are economically viable to extract mm -hmm. CO2 from the atmosphere. And I just learned that younger trees actually clean up the air faster mm -hmm. than older trees. Yes. Oh. So, and, and, oh my God, I learned something too. And um, I, I also heard that, this, that the prediction is that it's worse than the scientists had yes. previously thought. Yes, the modeling on. has been realized, but uh, faster mm -hmm. than they thought. So has the issue become a generational concern? And I'll, this, there's two parts to this, but I'll let you go okay. ahead. Okay, uh, no, oh. I, I don't think, I, it, it has to the extent that the younger ge generation has recognized that their future is in question mm -hmm. if something hasn't been done about this. Exactly, the Sunrise but, Movement. Yes, yeah. the Sunrise Movement. Mm -hmm. But um, some of us old folks 
have been working on this mm -hmm. for decades. Yeah. The scientific community has mm -hmm. been screaming mm -hmm. about what they see in the modeling. And even the uh, oil companies knew and about it. Oil and yeah, you're absolutely, they had absolutely top right, Pam. Yes. And then they covered they it. They did. Up and kept but going. The, the, the billions of dollars mm -hmm. that are raked in mm -hmm. from the, the, the coal and oil industry and the support for politicians that mm -hmm. deny this mm -hmm. succeeded in basically um, muting all these concerns for decades and decades. Mm -hmm. uh, again, one of the finest books yes, is book. The Merchants of mm -hmm. Doubt. Mm -hmm. um, we faced that when we fought the dioxin issue right. too. Right. Um, but uh, this is about both the cigarette industry mm -hmm. and about global climate change. Because in both situations, the, the producers, the manufacturers knew very well right. that their product was dangerous. Mm -hmm but they used methods to deny that realization and prevent regulation. Yes, lady. And they're still doing it today, Yeah. very successfully. Yeah. So the other part of this question is we've all seen the young teenager Greta Thunberg scold world leaders on their inaction in the creation of a youth-based sunrise movement. Yeah, she, <clears throat> she is our hero. Yes, absolutely. Uh, she was, uh, the person of the year, right? And she clearly is a springboard for optimism and hope, mm -hmm. because she as is generating a lot of concern mm -hmm. worldwide mm -hmm. with her willingness to go out and speak to power, right. truth to power, and she is. Uh, I get uh, emotional just thinking about... Uh, <laughs> well, I remember when Greenpeace came to Midland in the mid-90s, and I was a college student, oh, and I, yes. I covered dioxin, and I remember people being so ignorant about dioxin that they said, well, what are the pros and cons of dioxin? I'm like, there is no pros no. of dioxin. It's a waste that and nobody And they wanted. live here, and they didn't know what it was. Right. It was really right. frightening. Yes. So are there things individuals can do to impact climate change? That is also a very good question. And um, there are some very obvious ones. The planting of trees, selecting appliances that are very efficient, uh, driving a car uh, that's a hybrid or ideally an electric car, um, using rooftop solar panels, uh, supporting renewable energy, but um, there's also a problem with that. And this is where I have to uh, help myself out because That's I want to okay. read something. All right. Because uh, one, of the, one of the luxuries that my wife and I provide ourselves is on Sunday, we go out and get a New York Times. Awesome. And we probably spend four days uh, going through everything from the book review you can also uh, get it online. By you can't. You, uh, and I do. I check it every day. Uh, but in the review section, there was this environmental writer. Mm -hmm. uh, her name is Emma Maris. Uh, she wrote this column just last Sunday. And here's what she said. And I absolutely agree with her. She said it's so much better than I could have, though. Uh, Ditch the shame, she says. 
The rich and powerful have constructed the systems that make it nearly impossible to live lightly on the earth. The belief that this enormous existential problem could be fixed if all of us just tweaked our consumptive habits is not only preposterous, it's dangerous. It turns eco-saints against eco-sinners who are really just fellow victims. As long as we are competing for the title of greener than thou <laughs> or are paralyzed by shame, we aren't fighting the powerful companies and governments that are the real problem. And that's exactly the way they like it. Mm. I thought that was pretty profound. Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, that, is that, true. that we sometimes, and I, and I think of that movie Cinderella Man. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever, do you remember Cinderella or you Man? saw? Cinderella Man? Okay. Starring Russell Crowe as oh. the fighter James Braddock. Oh, okay. And it occurs during the Depression. Mm -hmm. And everyone, and from teaching the Depression, I know this, right. everyone felt guilty, like they had caused the Depression. And when he got welfare money, mm -hmm. he, and, and he started winning, he took it back. Like mm -hmm. it was wrong to yeah. accept money from the government. Yeah. And a lot of people feel guilty. That's the same thing with poor people feeling guilty about being poor when they're oppressed to begin right. with. I've, yes. I've had the same thought, but that was wonderfully put. By yes. The way. Thank yes. you for sharing that. Sure. And I'm not point. done with her because we've <laughs> okay. got, I'm sure, another other questions okay. coming up. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, so. The problem is so dire. How do we prevent the cataclysmic consequences of heating Earth? Are you optimistic or pessimistic about this? Ah, that's, that's a good question. And I am going to, again, quote Emma Maris, because she responds to this. The climate crisis is not going to be solved by personal sacrifice. It will be solved by electing the right people passing the right laws, drafting the right regulations, signing the right treaties, and respecting those treaties already signed. That's how it's That's going to happen. very true. <laughs> so I think this upcoming election mm -hmm. may be the most important yeah. election in our history. Absolutely, absolutely. Are there other issues your group is concerned about? Um, Before talking about that, if we have enough time, I want to talk. Okay. I want to. I want to talk about her suggestion that people will solve this problem when they when they organize and be with and be with similar-minded people in groups. Mm -hmm. uh, as I said, uh, this is the most important election I think we've ever faced. Mm -hmm. uh, today, the letters of impeachment are being read yeah, in the I Senate. And I, having taught history for now 20 years, cannot recall a more incompetent, misogynistic, 
racist, narcissistic president in my life who is also an inveterate, inveterate liar. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. He has to be replaced. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to the Women's March this weekend in Washington. Isn't it beautiful? Example of what Mary said. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of my wife. We worked on this sign. She's going to take it with a busload of people from Bay City and Saginaw that will be going to Washington. Probably on that bus. It's her third third trip, and it is the reason why I am optimistic because of women, because of people of color. Uh, the LBGT uh, uh, organizations, uh, progressives everywhere. Uh, we know in our past that we've, we've experienced uh, very difficult situations, certainly the Great Depression, mm -hmm. World War II, mm -hmm. and we've risen above it and we've survived, even prospered. This is doable, mm -hmm. and we have environmental examples. And we don't need war to accomplish it. No, we don't need <laughs> war to accomplish it. Uh, we, 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 we need to take extremely aggressive action. Mm -hmm. We need to have green a new Green deal. New Deal. Absolutely, yeah, a Green New Deal. I talked about that on Earth News, and, yes. and I said that Absolutely. This, this is common sense, people. Use your, your common, yes. your five we senses. We succeeded in banning uh, lead and gasoline, mm -hmm. which was an extreme, extreme success, mm -hmm. uh, and chlorofluorocarbons. Right. We protected the ozone layer. Mm -hmm. We know how to do global treaties. Right. We just have to have the will to do it, and we need lobbyists that are going to put pressure on our elected officials, and we have to select elected officials. I think We're committed more to doing involvement that. politically uh, than I, maybe I ever in history. And in it this country, I'm just seeing droves of just people in the free press, involved, they including did. myself. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. Um, the uh, uh, I just saw a, 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 an article in the Detroit Free Press that they expect huge numbers in this election. Right. They are ordering more ballots. Right. Uh, and We're that, working hard to make that, sure people's voices that, are heard and not oppressed. Yes, that's wonderful. <laughs> and gerrymandered. Yes, yes. So, are there any other issues? Are, yes, we're tracking a number of them, and I'm sure you've heard them, and they probably have been topics here. Yeah. Line five. Mm, oh, yeah. We have got to stop line oh, five. Yeah. That never should have been built exactly. in the first place, and it's part of the system of oil usage, mm -hmm. fossil fuel usage, that has to be stopped. Um, so I supported Nestle, Whitmer. Nestle's. Mm -hmm. uh, and Bridge. They should not be allowed to pump out uh, 2,000 gallons a minute of, what is it, 200, 200 gallons a minute of, of groundwater right. uh, for a $200 uh, yeah. fee. Right. Uh, PFAS, mm -hmm. the forever chemical. Right. Um, you just saw in the paper 17 right. suits against yeah. companies yeah. that have produced yeah, it. Yeah, that's a big deal. We've got to get that addressed. And of course, we have to continue the dioxin cleanup in the mm -hmm. Tittabwasi. We have a meeting Monday. Good. on that because uh, we're up to the confluence of the Saginaw River and that seems to be a success. We'll check on the monitoring awesome. but Tittabawassee River could be a very great recreational mm -hmm. uh, area yeah. in the near future Restoring, if that's successful. Yeah. Yes. Well, so. thank you for everything that you've done to Well, thank you for having me on here and for what you're doing. Well, thank you. I appreciate that.
Yes. Coming from you, that's a high honor, Terry. Oh. <laughs> it's well deserved. Thank you. Thank you. Well, yes. that's it for today's Earth News. Until next time. How dare you? The lip service you pay, empty words. Do you think that we are unaware? I am calling your bluff. And though your words sound tough, you're not doing enough. We'll be watching you. This is all wrong. I should be in school rather than up here. You have stolen my dreams and my childhood too with your empty words, yet I am one of the lucky ones. People suffer and die, they die, ecosystems arrive. We're in the beginning of a mass extinction, and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of economic growth. How dare you! For more than 30 years, the science has been crystal clear. How dare you? Continue to look away and come here saying you're doing enough when the politics and solutions needed are still nowhere in sight. kept failing to act, then you would be evil, and that I refuse to believe. The popular idea of cutting our emissions in half in 10 years only gives us a 50% chance of staying below 1.5 degrees, and the risk of setting off irreversible chain reactions beyond human control. 50% may be acceptable to you, but those numbers do not include most tipping points, most feedback loops, additional warming hidden by toxic air pollution, or the aspects of equity and climate justice. They also rely on my generation, sucking hundreds of tons of your CO2 out of the air with technologies that barely exist. A 50% risk is simply not acceptable to us We who have to live with the consequences To have a 67% chance of staying below A 1.5 degrees of global temperature rise The best odds given by the IPCC the world had 420 gigatons of CO2 left to emit back on January 1st, 2018. Today that figure is already down to less than 350 gigatons. How dare you? Pretend that this can be solved with just
solutions with today's emissions levels that remaining CO2 budget will be entirely gone within less than eight and a half years. There will not be any solutions or plans presented in line with these figures here today because these numbers are too uncomfortable and you are still not mature enough to tell it like it is. You are failing us but young people are starting to understand your betrayal the eyes of all future generations are upon you and if you choose to fail us i say we will never forgive you with this right here right now is where we draw the line the world is waking up and change is coming whether you like it or not Thank you
Great Lakes. Save our city of Flint. Protect the water. Save our standing rock. We are one. We are water. Water is life. We are one. We are water. Water is life. This program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website, cityofmidlandmi.gov slash MCTV. We hope you enjoy the following presentation.